Alrighty, welcome back everyone. We're here at The Ferment. I've got uh, Catherine Brown and we're in Studio One again, the family boardroom. Catherine, exciting to be here. It is very exciting to be here, Harry. I always like being in Studio One with you. And we're back travelling again, which is great. Yes, a few dinners up and running. The Patricia 19th release looks fantastic and uh, the feedback from consumers has been awesome. Yeah, so we have had a trade launch in Sydney Then we were back here in Millowa for, I think, about 75 people we had here in Millowa and then to Brisbane this week, so very busy. Yeah, there's a a lot going on, which is nice. It's nice to be, well, back in an aeroplane in a mask. And we're here with uh, Kate Looney. How are you, Kate? Very well, thank you. That's good. We're going to do another vintage update. Well, actually, our first vintage update for uh, for 2022. I, I had a quick look at the uh, the numbers of fruit coming through. I went, oh my God, we're halfway through vintage and we haven't had a winery update yet. So we thought we'd get Kate on board. Uh, as uh, our listeners will be well aware, Joel Tilbrook, was uh, very much part of the winery updates previously, but Joel's taken on a pretty big new role and we thought, well, who better to come on than Kate Looney, who's probably <laughs> probably our most consistent guest. <laughs> she sure. is. And all, always performs well, so Absolutely. no pressure, Kate, yeah. but thanks. <laughs> uh, very good. So, And how are you being, Kate? How's, how's vintage all sort of uh, tracking along in your mind at the moment? Yeah, no, going well. We're just, fingers crossed, this weather remains beautiful and fine and we can chip away and finish the rest of it so yeah we've been very lucky really. Yeah absolutely because we had a bit of a challenging start to the season so I mean do you want to give our listeners a bit of a feel for where your mindset was leading into Vintage 2022? Yeah well I guess uh, Sean gave a good podcast sort of wrap up about rain events and wet January, February, storms in February, heaps of humidity that made us really nervous that we were just going to see a lot of disease, you know, out there. And then the sun came out and then we've just had lovely weather ever since, which has been ideal. We've been slow to get going and finally, you know, in the last you know three weeks we've really put on our skates and getting some really good tonnages through the winery, which is excellent. Mm. On the tonnages, what, what are we expecting for 2022? Like what, what are you hoping for for a total intake? Yeah, our plan was bit over 15, uh, not quite 15 and a half, but yeah, just around about there. It's 15,000 tonnes. Oh, sorry, 15,500 tonnes or <laughs> thereabouts, yeah. 15 tonne might not go far. No. <laughs> we might need We'd end up being up. thirsty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That, yeah, that might do for your or my fridge, but everyone else will go, go a bit thirsty. Some angry consumers. <laughs> and what was the first wine into the winery this year? Yeah, so we usually always bring in some yeast juice and typically that is the first and it was again this year, so some Chardonnay from our Lake Charm Vineyard and then the actual first product was some Fiano from out at Murray Valley as well, so it was great to see that come through. New grower? First time, yeah, that they've uh, sold us some Fiano, which is excellent. Yeah, cool. And uh, I wrote these notes last week. So I've, the, the notes are listeners. <laughs> the notes are listeners. What have we had come in this week so far? So that's a bit of a short time frame since seeing how we're recording this uh, on a Monday. But uh, Kate, what came in last week, I guess, is probably yeah, a better no, question. <laughs> yeah, so we've just hit, uh, I had a look this morning, 10,300 tonnes. So we're well over our halfway mark, which is great. And what we've been bringing in is... Still plenty of Pinot Grigio. There's a Shiraz from Heathcote coming in. There's some Sienna now that's ripe and ready to go. So we've started bringing in 
bit of that. There's still a little bit of Pinot Grigio out there for Pinot Gris, so that will start rolling through the doors this week, which is great. I also have to say when you're in the middle of vintage weeks, uh, like days of the week don't really <laughs> exist, so Monday versus Friday, eh, not sure where, where things are at. So and I can say last week and you just – Talk last seven days. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, if we can remember last week. <laughs> and I, I forgot the, you know, the big one, Moscato, the Gordo for Moscato. That's just been consistently rolling through the doors along with the Prosecco. So. And it's good to see that we're, we're halfway. I'm sure there's been some highlights along the way. Uh, but something that stands out to me is post-vintage tasting last year, Wendy Cameron got very excited about the Graciano so I'd love to hear where the Graciano is at this vintage and are we going to be able to blow her away again with a, another great vintage? Uh, yeah, I think so. I just tasted the ferments this morning and I sung out to Jeff and I said, this Graciano is looking fantastic. So some really bright fruit, typical Graciano, you know, that marzipan sort of character, really spicy in the ferment. So it's looking very, very good because they were a little bit nervous about it because of the weather and just they thought right it's looking so good we'll go in and pick it and yeah it's coming along nicely so fermenting in the kindergarten at the moment. And is it a grape variety that can handle uh, sort of a bit of this humidity and rain pressure? Probably not so much yeah so that's why they kept a really close eye on it and just thought right it's ripe there's plenty of flavour there let's pick it so that you know in case any more weather sort of comes we don't lose it yeah. And what's the plan for it in the winery? You've, you mentioned it's gone into the kindergarten. Yeah, so it's getting a couple of pump overs every day in the kindergarten and then it'll get pressed off. It'll go to barrel, you know, in a few months' time and stay there for that sort of nine to 12 months and then it's blended with the Tempranillo. Yeah, so this is um, planning to be rolled out in the winemaker series. Yes, exactly. I can hear Dean Carroll just going, oh, thank goodness. Because <laughs> the Graciano was a straight varietal, seems to be a boomerang every year that keeps coming back to the MPD table. <laughs> and, and you always hear Dean, you know, oh, not again, the boomerang. <laughs> it's come back again. But no, the, the Tempranillo Graciano is absolutely flying, so it's good to hear we've got a, right. a really good start for it in 2022. Our boomerang <laughs> this year is Tarango, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> It's that's really an exciting variety that, yeah. <laughs> that's currently in the winery. Yeah, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, pressed off last week, uh, the large portions and the smaller kindergarten fermenters getting pressed off as we speak. You've been over there looking at it this morning, haven't you, KB? Yeah, I couldn't keep my hands off it. And <laughs> as much as I'm not officially in the winery this year, it was nice to get over there today and play around with the Tarango. We had two bins of carbonic maceration. Uh, both bins look fantastic. And so we actually put that in with the parcel that was in the bathtub fermenter and pressed it all in, in the kindergarten press. And the colour looks great. That beautiful cherry character is really coming through. So it'll be interesting to see the wine that comes from that. It'll be interesting to see if you can be non-parochial enough to say, oh, it's probably better than the ones I <laughs> put together previously. Aww, that's <laughs> mean. <laughs> Will you be able to do that, KB? No, 2021 was where. <laughs> Look, we work as a team here, yeah. Harry. 
So all our wines are really, really come from teamwork from the whole winemaking <laughs> team and maybe from a, a bit of <laughs> dabbling from the side yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. A bit of KB input <laughs> from the side, I like it. <laughs> oh, very good. Now, Kate, I've had a bit of a look over the intake, well, I did last week, but you're saying we've jumped up a bit uh, over the weekend. Um, looked like Prosecco was just ahead of Musket of Alexandria or Gordo, uh, as we <laughs> nickname it in the winery. So is that going to continue on or do you reckon Moscato will end up overtaking Prosecco by the end of vintage? Oh definitely the tonnages are more for the Moscato product so it will take over. We should finish Prosecco hopefully I think it's scheduled out till next Saturday so yeah and then there's probably still another maybe week to 10 days of Moscato fruit coming in. Which we're late March that sounds incredibly late for Moscato. Well, late for pre Prosecco. And As well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. We were sort of two weeks where we'd normally be for things like Pinagrigio, Chardonnay. Chardonnay was extremely late from Banksdale, probably nearly a month late in some years. So, yeah, we've really been slow to get going. So it's good to now finally really have some good tonnages consistently coming through the winery. So Because as we get to this back end of, you know, we're really starting to get into autumn – you can get those, you know, the weather can be a little bit more unpredictable. And we've got a fair bit of red out there that, you know, mm. doesn't need any weather on it. Our late ripeners such as Cabernet and Montepulciano, are they still a number of weeks off? Uh, yeah, I was at Heathcote last week and Monty, oh, we just didn't even bother looking at it because it's so <laughs> it's green. green. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. But <laughs> and Cabernet is probably at least a couple of weeks off. Yeah, but I mean, we've had some terrific weather so, you know, when you're getting those consistent 30-degree days without any rain or, yeah, we should potentially speed that up a little bit too. Yeah, yep. the vines can sort of catch up, catch themselves up a bit. And after just releasing the 2017 Patricia Reds and looking back at 2017 Vintage, do you see that this could be a bit of a, a repeat in terms of that longer vintage but that extra hang time to get fruit flavour? Definitely. 17 was really slow and drawn out as well probably not quite the peaks that we've had this year probably better weather for 2022 you know this end of the vintage better weather the reds that have come in so far look fantastic like amazing dark color Uh, we've had one patricia uh, shiraz parcel come in and yeah it's still in the kinder fermenting but just Bright plum fruit, really fantastic. And Heathcote Shiraz, yeah, I was blown away this morning looking at the colours of all the ferments. So, yeah, really great amount of depth and concentration. So I think that lower ripening has really, really helped those varieties. And I noticed that we've got a fair bit of orange musket already hit the winery, which is exciting. There must be some big things to come for Orange Musket over 2022. Well, a fair bit of that Orange Musket goes into Moscato Mm because it's a allowable musket variety to go into the blend so we use a fair bit of that because it adds some nice flavor to the moscato and then but the product itself has got some you know a little bit of growth as well i think there's some new listings and things excitingly happening around the uk market so yeah we'll be making it's still hanging out there the orange musket for product because it needs to get to sort of 16 bomay so we haven't got that in just yet quite yet yeah so from my experience in the winery, normally when the Sienna starts ripening, we, we decide that it's 
sort of starting to get to that end half of vintage and it is noticeable that we haven't brought in any Sienna as yet. Uh, is it on track and uh, is there plans to bring some in? Yeah, definitely. We started um, late last week. A bit of Sienna started coming through the door, so it's well and truly on track. So, yeah, it's also looking really good. Tom Canning and Sean are out at Mystic today, actually, looking at all the Sienna and they'll just sort of schedule out the the blocks that need to come in in what order. Yeah, so they'll probably flow that out right through. I'd say we'll have Sienna coming through at Easter. There's always that theory. I think it was um, Ash Hetherington's grandmother that said, if Easter is late, vintage will be late. And when Easter is early, vintage normally finishes early. And I feel the last five vintages, Ash's grandmother has been correct. Right on track. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah, for all by the moon. So, yeah, yeah and it's... It has sort of been that way. So we sort of look at nearly Easter's our wrap-up time. So, yeah, when you've got an early one, you know, you could be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be a compressed... Compressed, dense, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if that philosophy uh, bears out, are we looking at biodynamics now? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> be, be picking on the fruit days and all, all sorts of... Picking by the moon, yeah. yeah I like it. <laughs> Yeah, call call John Lazaro. It's like <laughs> not not picking the not picking the Moscato today. It's not a moon day. It's not a moon day. It's not a fruit day. Yeah. <laughs> now, Kate, just because we're sort of halfway through vintage, just some of the big volumes that we've got on in already, like say things like Chardonnay. We've spoken about Moscato, but what about Chardonnay and Pinot Grigio? How are they looking from earlier in the season? What's the quality like there? Oh, really good. There's a couple of the Yarra Valley Chardonnay parcels that really look excellent. And then the Bankstyle fruit, because it's been so late, it's only really in its ferment at the moment, but really bright, fresh fruit, clean, lovely acid. Yeah, I think they'll turn out to be fantastic wines. Pinot Grigio, probably another great year for Pinot Grigio. Probably had a little bit more, like it's quite a coloured year, so Pinot Grigio is that blush sort of colour on the the vines, the fruit. So we've got to manage that in the winery. But fruit flavour-wise is just incredible. And I think we've done very well with managing the colour or not picking up colour, so which is great. From time to time, we get to play with some new toys in the winery. Uh, is there something that you're working with, something new this year? Uh, yeah, we bought a new iron exchange machine, which sounds very... <laughs> interesting (laughs) or not Uh, and that was meant to be here for 2021 vintage but because of shipping and all of those things it only just got commissioned for this vintage yeah it has given us a few teething problems so it's probably not our favorite new piece of equipment but like all pieces of new kit you know just takes a while to work through the program and how you know especially from the change you know our old machine was probably 30 years old or more so yeah when you get these new fancy touch button ones it takes a bit to work through and then we've uh, also trialed a replacement rdv um, machine but yeah the trial didn't work so well so we won't be going down that path for that piece of equipment but that's that's why you get to trial and test these things before you actually purchase them and that machine helps with filtration yes 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 all the bottoms all those Goopy stuff on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Goopy to clear beautiful juice. Exactly. Well, it's, but but it's not with this piece of equipment, so we got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, we won't buy that one. No. 
And what about, you know, every sort of post-vintage tasting we hear about a new variety or a winemaking trial that we're playing around with? What are we up to in that sort of space? Yeah, no new varietals this year. We're really focusing on trying to master Fiano. That was sort of, has been relatively new for us. And we're also trying to potentially end up with two brands out of that wine. So we want two different wine styles. So we just have been working quite hard on that. Obviously, Tarango, there's a lot more tonnage through this year. So, you know, it's been quite a small um, product over a number of years for us. So there's some growth there. So, you know, back to making Tarango how we used to, which is good. And that takes us, you know, you've got to remember all of those tricks and the old winemaking book and get that out and remember what you're doing. And then the winemakers always have a number of trials that they want to do, whether or not it's different yeast to try and work through, you know, build complexity and flavour and, yeah, working with rosé again, that's a bit of a focus this year again. So, yeah, we're just constantly always looking at new things. Innocent Bystander, the natural sort of program, Jeff's got another Pinagrigio on skins that looks really good. I think it's probably been one of our more successful sort of ones. They've done a Chardonnay as well this year. Uh, the field blends in fermenting Chardonnay um, on skins. Chardonnay on skins. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there's lots of little, you know, bits and pieces. We picked some Dolcetto for rosé this year to just trial that again. I think KB, you probably remember doing that a number of years ago. Yeah, mine didn't turn out that great. So I'm really hoping that you see some good results this time. Yeah, no, it looked. I think probably seasonal too. Mm. It looked much, much, much better. Yeah, yeah. I think mine ended up sort of a bit off, a weird sort of off salmon colour. Yeah, and I think it was a bit, it just had a bit of that herbal green character. Yeah, so I think just seasonally this year has been really good for that. So, yeah, lots of little bits and pieces happening that, you know, the winemakers can build on all of their, their wines and blends to end up with, you know, some great stuff in bottle. Kate, thank you for taking the time out of the winery. We know that you are absolutely hectic out there at the moment. We hope to touch base again in the next few weeks and sort of hopefully hear the wrap-up of how things have gone. And, uh, yeah, good luck with the, the next bit of intake. Probably we'll get back to it. How good was that, everyone? If you have any feedback for us at The Ferment, please send us an email, theferment at brownfwg.com.au. Also, don't forget to check out our Tasting Note podcast. Thanks for listening to The Ferment, everyone. Stay safe out there, chase hard, look out for each other.